It's the Wokast, and you have to take a listen. Full of insight that you may be missing in the Wokast. Always giving you the blueprint, different interviews, plus bringing you exclusives. The Wokast, we provide you with the coverage. Gym to the cage worldwide, we got you covered with the Wokast. If you snooze, you lose. For all your MMA news and views, it's the Wokast. Powered by WoTV.com. With your hosts, Michael Morgan and Mike Steve. Wokast. Always making trouble. Mother lovers. Hi, I'm Michael Morgan, and welcome to this week's episode of The Wokecast. Joining me, as always, is my Cody, the one, the only, my Stiggy. Yes, sir. The voice of chocolate velvet cake smothered in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've been off for a while, so I have to say, I haven't got a good excuse. So I'm going to put it all on you because you're just like jet setting all over the place. So, you know, that's look my go to. Look at my eyes. Do I, ever, I don't look, usually look like I've been all over the place, man. I, what I need to really work on is how to get like eight hours sleeping sort in one day. Mate, ain't happening probably, in your life. Ooh, this week has been probably the craziest week I've had for two weeks. <laughs> Speaking of crazy, I mean, we haven't been on for a hot minute, but I wouldn't mind recapping some of the most noteworthy crazy uh, escapades that's been going down. I mean, for Man, me, I know this is a um, mixed martial arts or predominantly a mixed martial arts uh, podcast, but I just wanted to touch on what's actually happening with David Hay and Tony Bellew, only because the tenuous link there, obviously, is Jimmy Manuel. Jimmy Manuel is obviously waiting in the wings for Tony Bellew, David Hay to actually go down. It was supposed to have taken place, David Hay versus Tony Bellew, on the 16th of December. It's no longer happening because of an injury sustained by David Hay. Now, it's been rebooked for um, May the 5th, 2018. I think that's going to be a phenomenal um, matchup. It's going to be a phenomenal fight when that actually happens. And fingers crossed, Jimmy Manor, uh, David Hay, will actually be booked sometime after. Now, I know... So? Yeah, well, I, I, I like the, the, the ongoing uh, nudging that Jimmy Manu was doing, and that is, you know, David, you know, when are we actually going to do this? The last time yeah. he met face-to-face, they'd actually um, kind of agreed that as, as soon as David Hay um, and uh, Bellew, uh, Anthony Bellew, were act- was, was actually, or had actually taken place, then Jimmy Manua, David Hay, was actually going to go down. So I just really want to get that out of the way so we can see and that happen. So, that, yeah, so this is the Zufa boxing thing, right? It would, it would have definitely been under Zufa boxing. Or I what? don't think it would be Zufa boxing. I think that um, from all descriptions, David Hay, Jimmy Manu will take place under matchroom with special uh, allowance for this to actually happen by the UFC, if it actually happens at all. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one as well because obviously, like we know Jimmy Manuel, you mm. know, he, for us top boy, you know what I mean? Like well-known, um, I think pretty well-known, uh, definitely amongst the hardcores, but in the MMA world now, you know, I'm sure everybody kind of knows who Jimmy Manuel is. Yeah. Um, but still at the same time, it's not at the level of where Conor McGregor was at. And, mm. the, and you know, the kind of obvious reason why now, after, I, like, I can definitely say that for myself. After, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course they would do it. Like, why wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, the amount of money generated. But um, what's making me think more so that, um, you know, Manua and a few others that have been um, screaming for it are going to get to do boxing uh, from next year onwards is the Zufa boxing thing. Mm. Like, I feel like there's a sort of, you know, Dana's got his whole... 
oh man, I always wanted to put, you know, put on a boxing fight. Yeah. That kind of, that feel. And um, I think because of that, he's making it happen because obviously WME are like, look, there's money in this. Mm-hmm. Look, Connor just, we've, everybody's baffled about this whole, we've had the best year ever talk because they're like, what? Every, but all your pay-per-views are flopping and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but guess what? We didn't even have to worry about all of that because of what we skimmed off of <laughs> McGregor's. McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Nobody, nobody knows. Like, none of us, but we got a good idea that, and for him to say it's one of our, it's our best year ever, mm. then they must have skimmed quite a bit off the top, no? Evidently. <laughs> Evidently, because in every single interview Dana White's conducted, he's talking about, I suppose surreptitiously, that event has saved their year because yeah. they obviously got a nice kickback from that. Yeah, and every you know you see a lot of journalists like, huh? "What are you talking about?" And he he didn't really want to say mm. because then it it leaves the question open like, "Wow, how much did you skim off of?" Like, if this is your best year, that can't just be no thirty million you skimmed off there. No. Do you know what I mean? That might be majority of what his purse was. To, yeah. To, to so I don't know, but at the same time, I feel like there's a possibility now that um. Zufa feel like, yeah, you know what? Boxing is going to open us up to a, a, a wider audience than just the MMA fans. Now we're going to have MMA fans, but also boxing fans. Mm. And so, uh, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, well, is it, is it, would he do that again outside of UFC for, for someone like Manuwa? Put it this way, with the whole Zufa boxing set up, I would say that there is no reason why um, boxing won't be featuring in the portfolio of work that Dana White will be doing. It's next definitely year. like Zufa boxing, all of that stuff is definitely happening. There's no way it's not, you know. Look, you can see the fa- the look on his face as well, the way he's smiling about it all when people ask you, oh, what's with Zufa boxing? Mm. And uh, we already know, man, he's not one to, to um, tell us everything. But yeah, I think this is definitely going to happen. When you're getting t shirts done and all that. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Where they getting t-shirts done for no reason. Look how many he did to try and um, uh, juju Connor to win. <laughs> he tried to use ah white magic put him instead of black magic to get Connor to win. But that didn't happen. Um, so, yeah. But, but speaking of magic, um, we do have coming up uh, later on in the show, uh, pretty, uh, well, I reckon phenomenal figure a magic figure, black magic figure in the actual scene, and that is Dominic Black Panther Wooding. But I just wondered, you know, yeah, um, you know just, just speaking with uh, the whole magic or speaking of the whole magic thing, were there mm. any magical moments that we, uh, that kind of like crossed your path, crossed Bro. your vision whilst we've been on hiatus? I have to say, man, 218, UFC 218, boy. Mm. I am not, you know, when you get that pumped up, like, I had to pause, press yeah. pause, and do some press up to calm down. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this is. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that card, man. It's been a. I think there's been a one or two this year that I've really enjoyed as well, um, and not just UFC cards, some Bellator cards as well. But this one, obviously, because of the lineup that was on it, um, you know, the amount of fighters that I, I like watching that were on this card um, alone was enough. But then it, how it delivered. Have they rescued? Um, uh, have they rescued? Have they rescued Alec, Alec, Alistair Overeem's head? Bruv, from, uh, Planet Venus. My, my God, man's was saying. I heard people going, "Yo, he got decapitated," and they weren't lying. 
And the thing is, I was, you know, there's a picture of the uppercut, like, sort of Alistair's head back mm. and Ngannou just like, and I was like, yo, I just realised what it reminds me of. You know, the Batman and Robin meme. Yeah, you know, yeah, when, yeah. When he's like, hey, Batman, we're about to go. Shut up. You know, and he's like, <laughs> that's what it looks like. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's like the real, like, we got the real life Batman and Robin meme there uh, in 218. We had, um, I mean, one of the fights that got me going was the Yancey Medeiros uh, versus Alex Oliveira. That's the cowboy, the um, Brazilian cowboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that fight was like, what the fuck are these guys on? Mm, you know mm, what I mean? Mm. Yancey got that, you know, and I talk about the um, Hawaiian chin. You know, he's got that Hawaiian chin, man. Yeah. There's a few, they just don't, you can't try and knock them out because you, you're going to hurt yourself. And um, Oliveira was really trying. He was trying to get that finish. But Yancey, for some, I don't know what, because, uh, you know, it's them, one of them things where you're like, okay, this is done. This is done. But then somehow Yancey comes back. And, um, yeah, he must have just smashed Oliveira's nose to bits because it just got to a point where he just dropped. And he's like, now nah, I'm done kind of thing. No mass. Um, no mass, no mass. Um, there was some wicked fights like Drakkar Close was on there. And like your guy, David Timor, whew, he came out. On fire. Um, I enjoyed the Tisha Torres, Michelle Waterson fight as well. Um, in terms of striking, like those two are pretty interesting. But I feel like uh, Michelle, you know, she, it's kind of written on her face in a way. Like she, she's not, she's a bit of a shell of herself now. Mm. It feels like that, and it, it often happens when you see fighters losing in quite a dramatic fashion. That you will know? do that to you. Yeah, it will do it. And so I felt that um, obviously, you know. Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gagey was like, yo, that was the perfect title for it. You know, the 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 title for most violent man in, in UFC. Or and in it MMA. lived up to the hype. <laughs> I mean, really and truly, this was like, you know, violence personified. It was crazy. Like, back and forth. Same thing where you just like, okay, this guy's done. Eddie, look, you know, there's a point where you look at Eddie and it's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. He might be done here. And then out of nowhere, and obviously knowing, watching, you know, 19 of Justin's fights and then seeing how this guy can take licks as well. Yeah. It's one of them things where you're like, man, this guy ain't, you can't knock this guy out. You know, you never expect it. But what I did notice watching it again was how um, he's quite good at, I don't know whether it's the same for when the fight, you know, in the inside the cage is obviously different from watching on TV. But he seems to, what I notice is that he seems to hide quite well whether he's hurt or whether he's tired. But in this... You could see. Yeah, you could see it. We're like, yeah. right, he's breathing heavy. Mm. and But still coming back. I mean, he, you could see he lost a lot of pep in his shots uh, around the sort of second round or whatever. But then the tables turned. It felt like Eddie didn't have nothing there either. And then we're just like, okay... One of these guys is going, and Eddie from nowhere just manages to bring Rally that back. knee up, and mm. that was it. Mm. But the amazing thing is that Justin was still like, "No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't done. I wasn't." <laughs> it's like, what are these guys made of, man? So yeah, that was really exciting. I, you know, hard for Cejudo and uh, Sergio Pettis to really follow that, and I don't know why they put them flyweights in the middle there. I think they should have probably put them before or after the strawweights, to be honest, because. You know, as 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 exciting as they both can be, I think more so Sergio in in terms of his dynamics or striking and whatnot. It was smart for Cejudo to have that sort of game plan, 
you know what I mean, to take him down and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And because of that, it was like, uh, I don't know if this should be, you know what I mean? You might have wanted to put that earlier on the, on the uh, main card or whatever. Felder as well, sorry, on the prelims. He's, you know, them elbows, man. He, I think he's one of the smartest guys with them bows, boy. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, Nganu, you know, Batman and Robin right, right there. <laughs> the overeem <laughs> was just like, jeez. And it's the same thing again. It was like, you shouldn't be able to knock people out like that. Like, all awkward footing and this hand coming from all the way over here. What? Yeah, but put it this way. Look, we're talking Guy about Alistair Overeem. No, true. Alistair Overeem, I think his chin is shot, in my you humble think? opinion. Absolutely. It's like guaranteed, man. I said it to Mrs. Myers. I was like, yeah, but Overeem's chin, if he gets tapped, mm. that's it. And the that's thing is, as well, it was just like, why are you, you know, why are you trying to run in on this guy, man? Like, play the outside like you would when you're being smart. Like, yeah. why would you... He was doing this weird shit where he was running in and mm, mm, mm. trying to... And it was like, ah, I don't know about that. And then, obviously, man, Maxi Baby Holloway dealing with uh, Aldo in that way was just like, okay, yeah, you, I think you're better than this guy now. Like, for sure. You know, mm. he's confirmed it. Third round, um, same thing, TKO. And just the way he turns it on and in terms of his attitude in there... It's, it's, you know, it's a reminiscent of like a Nick Diaz back in the day sort of thing where it, it, just the, the way that he's egging, he would egg on his fighter or, you know, he was getting caught with punches and he's like, shit, oh, you got me. That was good. You know, that sort of attitude in terms, uh, as opposed to feeling like, oh, shit, you got me. Uh, shell up or whatever. He's like, man, no. like he's not expecting to even get hit by him. And it's just weird to see, you know, Aldo like that now. What's weird is he was known for his leg kicks. This is like a a mainstay. This is like a feature of his arsenal. And it just seems like with each fight, we're not seeing any leg kicks. And like like I say, that was one of his most fiercest weapons. But I think like you're saying, that's one of his most fiercest weapons. Why? Because we all know that we've all seen it. Yeah. And I think people started to learn how to counter off of that Mm -mm. kick. And Max, I think, showed it a couple of times in both fights. I think the first fight he didn't he hardly threw any leg no, kicks, right? That's and right apparently he, he was injured or whatever. Mm. But then this time round he threw, but you could see Max was ready for that. And yeah. when you got a longer reach as well, it's kind of easier to counter true, off that. True. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So um I f- I think that was part of it. But I, man, it'll be interesting to see who's gonna be able to defeat Holloway. I love the fact that now even Connor's Kind of showing like, ah, I might need to go back and prove myself here. He I doubt, yeah, for that. yeah, very doubtful it will happen. But even you know, he, he even he's got to be like, ah, okay, people are talking like I could probably lose to this guy now. So let me say something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm surprised to hear you go. He ain't going back down there. No, no. Put it this way, look, he's got a hundred mil plus in the bank. That's the first thing. Mm. Second thing, look, he's got a belt that he has to um defend that's the that's the second thing but thirdly there's no way that uh i can see him making that weight ever not in this lifetime yeah i mean look how bad he looked when Mm. he was doing it you know before and then like you said you got all that money why would you want to but i think what may happen is um holloway goes up and then maybe rematch that way because he seems like a guy who wants to you know avenge his losses and obviously make a bunch of money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. uh, yeah, if McGregor ever does fight again, dun, 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 <laughs> we may see that. Yeah, so that was my highlight, man, because 
I was sweat patch Jones when I was watching that. Sweat patch Jones. I was sweating like a mother lover. Mm. Like I said, man, when you're that hype that you got to do exercise to calm down. Wow. Yeah. That's hype. <laughs> That's where I was, man. 218, just, uh, bro, I'll probably go back and watch it tonight. <laughs> Speaking of hype, though, um, a, a new segment which, um, you know, I think it'll be nice to introduce, and that is a nice little drum roll if you can uh, just put my flies in here. <laughs> yeah, feeling a little it's, drum roll there. I, I thought it'd be nice to actually round off 2017 with our official award ceremony. Basically, mm. um, things that we think were notable and worth mentioning this year. I'm going to, you know, retitle them um, away from the normal titles that you get in these award ceremonies. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going <laughs> yeah, like with, first of all, our power move of the year. Now, for me, the power move of the year has only just been recently announced, and that was Bama with their ITV4 deal. That mm. is a real power move. A lot of these um, promotions, European promotions, are struggling, I would say, to get a, 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 a legitimate broadcast deal. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I think that you know people like Cage Warriors are doing really well in terms of getting their product out there they are cementing deals especially you know being on fight pass but mm. i think the holy grail has been terrestrial tv yeah, and for itv4 to be broadcasting bama i mm. think is a massive coup so that's my power move of the year how about yourself yeah. in terms of power move of the year well, this is the category where yeah, actually un, 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 we're opening the envelope for now i'm pa- gonna go with the the obvious you know the the big news of the year that the reason is because obviously uh, in this very gym, I remember sitting with you, Nathaniel Wood, yeah, um, Brad Pickett, and looking at you guys like you're fucking crazy. Mm. There's no way this shit's happening. Mm-hmm. There's no way UFC are gonna allow that. Obviously, I I didn't have a clue of the the after effects of how it momentous and you know the magnitude of what it doing this would do for the UFC. Yeah, now I've seen it. I'm like, oh, that was that was the power move. Mm. Everybody thought, nah, man, there's no way them lot tight. Then after you go, oh yeah, of course they would do that. Like what we were just talking about, yeah. How much they skimmed off the top. So mm. for me, it was um, the May Mac fight. I, I kind of, I guess, I want to give the power move to UFC because yeah. I think in the end they were the real, you know, they're the ones who won either way, <laughs> whether McGregor won or lost. UFC had their best year. Of course. <laughs> you know? in. And so, obviously, like, for a, for a lot of people, like myself, I was just like, man, they're, they're not going to let their biggest fighter fight outside of the organiz- organization just like that. Mm. Not really thinking about the way they do it. You know, you're thinking, oh, they go out, let him fight like a normal fighter would for himself under another organization. But it's like, nah, we'll let you do it. But you know where you when more or less where your manager and this is what we say we're gonna take off the top yeah. yeah whatever that is we don't know like you said he's got 100 million in the bank we don't even know if he has or not that's just what we're being told isn't it yeah, yeah yeah um so but off the back of that now you've got this zufa boxing thing um you've got obviously mcgregor there's a possibilities that they could let him do it again mm. of against um pacquiao against you know malinaji I doubt it very much. That, Linguini. That really but yeah, I see where you're going. Pasta la vista, yeah. baby. Yeah. You know, so 
Yeah, I, I mean, I doubt it as well. But look, I was wrong before. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I could be wrong again. But for me, I think that was the power move of the year because of the fact that it even blew the UFC up even more. Mm. You know, I, it's but, annoying to see some of the faces that got, you know, was riding off the back of it. I ain't going to yeah. mention names. It was a bit annoying, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I'm yeah. not going to say I told you so either, but yeah, let, let's move <laughs> swiftly on. Yeah, I'm going to open this envelope now, and that is, it's entitled, What the Fuck Was You Thinking? <laughs> Basically, the event that made you actually exclaim, What the Fuck Was You Thinking? I'm mm. going with John Jones, that whole debacle. Mm. He starches Daniel Cormier, and then it turns out that he Pops. has been on the tainted supplement, quote-unquote, air quotes, tainted supplements. Uh, the, what's the, the the weirdest part about all of this now mm. is when the ne- the the, la- the last thing I heard just before obviously him getting not um what did they they just let him go for another few months or whatever right they they're like oh well, the court's been adjourned kind of thing yeah that's right the jury's out at the moment yeah the weirdest part now is there's this whole storyline of him he sniffed some coke that was <laughs> cut with creatine or something and yeah. that creatine was tainted. tainted yeah. It's like, how deep down the rabbit hole do it's you want to go? Stretch. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know when it's like, yeah, I peed myself a little bit, so that's why I couldn't turn up. Okay, man, that must be real bad that you peed yourself. Like, everyone's <laughs> going to think, oh, shit, he peed himself, he peed himself. Mm. So now, it's that whole thing of, oh, shit, man. Right, even the coat can be tainted now. <laughs> it's like, bruv, what the fuck, man? All these kids looking up to you, yeah. like all these parents of these kids are going to be like, ah, shit. Like, what do you say to your children yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you sniff clean coke or <laughs> oh, what? Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so to me, it just t- it's turned into some weird, it's like, bruv, if you popped, you popped, man. I saw the other day someone was talking about how, um, you know, Cyborg and uh, Brian Ortega should be put in the same category, but everybody's kind of letting Brian get away with whatever, whatever, because they've both popped before. Mm. And But with Cyborg, everybody seems to be, oh, you're still on it, you're still on it. Yeah. But after Ortega's win with Swanson and obviously his previous wins and whatnot, no one's really saying anything. But the big difference there is that Ortega came out, after he got popped, he came out and said, yeah, I did. I took this, and it was a big mistake. I, you know, I shouldn't, I'm not going to do it again, and blah, blah, blah. He, You owned it. Yeah, a lot of the fighters that pop don't own it. They don't own it. Mm. They start giving you, oh man, you know what? Uh, my baby's nappy's got fucking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I sniffed my baby's nappy, went up my nose, and now I'm excuse. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Just a bare excuse. Oh, the cookies my mum cooked might have had a bit of creatine <laughs> in there or something. It's it's not. You once you own it, people respect you a lot more because they feel like right. You know what? They're being honest. Hey, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Exactly. You know what I mean? And. Once you own up to their mistakes, I think you learn a lot more from it as opposed to just continuously trying to swerve, just curve. But uh, nah, but you know what it was? I slipped on this banana and then cracked my head and there must have been a bit of creatine on the ground and yeah. it just absorbed, you know what I mean? Like, just leave it, man. Um, so yeah, that that yeah, you're right, man. That Definitely, what the fuck was he thinking? I was struggling with this one myself mm. because obviously w- with what I had previously, previously for power of the move power move of the year yeah then became uh what the fuck was he thinking but <laughs> i have two so <laughs> the first one is ufc letting this may gregor thing happen so letting mcgregor fight yeah outside of boxing turning him into this monster Mm-mm. you know with all that talk and blah 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 you're like okay cool i get it 
they're they're pushing their their fight out that's promoting the UFC as well with yeah. it. That's cool. But then how can you not like make sure? How can you not stipulate in that contract? Oh, by the way, we're gonna make sure that you get all these fans that you've made off of this boxing thing are gonna now come and pay us pay per view by December or whatever. Like, how does that happen? Where how's that, like where Dana's still talking? Like, we don't even know if he's gonna fight again. They're like, really? You'd let you'd let this guy grow into something like this, allow him to fight outside of the um, organization, but not say, yeah. By the way, you're gonna be back here in December fighting for blah blah blah. Yeah. So that was, to me it was like, what the fuck? We don't know. Obviously, we don't know what's true and what's not. Well, if you take that to its logical conclusion, because of his latest antics in the Bellator cage, uh, apparently this is uh, according to um, uh, various sources out there. He was going to be offered a fight at the end of the year. This is Conor McGregor. But it was actually taken away because of his recent antics in the Bellator cage. So that was seen as punishment. If you, air quote, believe that. Yeah, I was about to say, even the way you're saying it, I know you don't <laughs> believe that. So, yeah, we'll leave that there. I mean, so basically, what the fuck did they, do you reckon they did stipulate you have to fight in the UFC regardless? So whether it be in December or be next year, one hundred percent, because Dana would have seen the writing on the wall. It's mm. just it's a no brainer. Someone is getting more money than they can possibly imagine, has become more powerful than they can possibly imagine. You'd have to contractually stipulate. You'd have to put it in writing. I would have thought, just from a layman's point of view, Layman. I'm, I'm not even I'm not even legally minded, but I would have thought that advice that they would have got from their legal team when drawing up the contract is that would be the case yeah blatantly man mm. uh, so well hopefully so but if not dana what the fuck was you think <laughs> um, but my other one and that was mark hunt's interview exposing himself as um near death wow you know what i mean wow before, what the fuck was he thinking yeah what the fuck were you thinking mm. and uh it was obvious you know that ufc would be like okay because there's been a lot of trouble of late you know in the last few years mm. we've had a number of deaths um obviously that the weight cut issue um, as well as just like the, this whole CTE thing, you know, people getting, people getting like proper caught out there, um, whether it be knocked out or you know, and then coming straight back and then all this, you know, trouble. So to me, it's like, yeah, of course they're gonna do that. And then he's getting upset, like, oh, it's because I'm, or everybody's saying, you know, it's because he's suing them. It's because nah, it's because you're going out there saying I can't remember this, I can't see my memory, blah, 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 but I'm going to go, f they're letting me go fight. Mm. So you're making UFC look like they don't care whether, do you know what I mean? Whether yeah. their, their fighters are, <laughs> you know, their arms are hanging off or whatever's going on. They're just like, yeah, just get in there and fight. Mm. And uh, so I didn't blame them for, for dropping him from that card. Um, but at the same time, you can't blame him for feeling like, man, what the hell's going on there? But he just shouldn't have said all that in that interview. Oh, in my, definitely. In I, my mean, head. I mean, really and truly, he, cut his own flipping role there mm. by he was damned by his very words yeah 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 yeah. if you know if that was some kind of like you're going to court and police need evidence bam what the fuck was he thinking <laughs> <laughs> next envelope one moment that made me say whoa, whoa. i'm going with ksw the coliseum yeah. show that is one thing that made me exclaim whoa 
over and over again. I just could not believe what I was witnessing. Yeah. 59,000 people, screaming fans in front of, uh, I think it was 40,000 at last count in terms of um, those people who tuned in uh, live on the actual night. Forget the replays, but live on the actual night uh, online. Now, the way that I look at it is this. The UFC have tried to do this um, whole, well, we're going to dominate the world. I think in this corner of the planet, KSW are running yeah. the show. Yeah. Not only have they um, basically um, not just put on the biggest show that you possibly see this side of, of Europe, but also it seems like every single time they go into a market, whether it's um, the UK or whether it's Ireland, they're dominating it. Mm. And they're dominating it in such an embarrassing fashion that those people who've been there before are kind of like looking like second-rate amateurs, mm. in my humble opinion. How can you come into a market wow. the first time that you're in there and really lay the smacketh mm. down? So KSW... That's the moment that made me say, whoa, that Coliseum show. And I'm not surprised because you were there like Incredible. in the flesh. Mm. So mm. I was watching, I watched it and it was just like, what the, <laughs> this is some colossal business going on here. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what it would be like, the atmosphere. <clears throat> Sorry, it, it looked like, or it sounded like it was crazy loud in there, like, you Absolutely know, incredible. There's a lot of roaring going on. Absolutely incredible. There are two moments in the years I've been covering um, mixed martial arts, in the 10 years that I've been doing this now, that stand out for me. One is UFC Dublin because of the sheer, um, this is when Conor McGregor fought uh, uh, Diego Brandao, mm. but because of the sheer scale of the crowd and their participation mm. in the atmosphere. Yeah, that absolutely it. incredible. Yeah. You had to be there. That will go down as one of the landmarks for me. But this surpasses that. Wow. It surpasses that in terms of prestige, in terms of scale, mm. in terms of fight card, in terms of spectacle, mm. in terms of sheer records being broken. It was absolutely incredible. That's amazing, man. That and that Dublin card, um, when, wasn't that the one where they measured the the um, decibels? Yeah, yeah, the only one, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it's the only card where they measured. <laughs> UFC do some shit sometimes where you're like, right, come on, man, couldn't you be a bit more discreet about it? Like, you know, now we've got Ingano with like he's the world record holder of. The heaviest punch is like, okay, but we ain't measured Stipe. We ain't measured, <laughs> you know what I mean? How comes it's only him? They could do that with so many fighters. Like, there's so much they could do in terms of um, promoting their fighters, which leads on, you know, this segues on to my... Um, moment that made you say woe, Yeah, yeah. woe moment would be um, a, a one of the fighters that I think they really could push, you know, in his lane. I think we've spoken about it as yeah. well. Um, Demetrius Johnson. Mm. Him... What are they? I don't know what they called it, but the mighty bar or the him throwing Ray Borg into an armbar wasn't wasn't that like a mouse trap? They call it the mouse trap, I, on, but I don't think he likes the mouse were, trap. Yeah, because, other people were calling it the mouse trap. Yeah, he was I think that's the, a wicked name, but he doesn't like. I think no. the mighty trap. That's it. Mighty trap. Yeah, he, he's trying to get rid of the that's mouse a part. Shit name. Yeah, you look like <laughs> you look like a mouse, bro. Just own it, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know why he doesn't like the mighty mouse part, but the <laughs> mouse, you know. But yeah, the the mouse trap or whatever they called it. To me, that was just you know when you feel like you've kind of seen it all mm. from this guy. Yeah. And then he, from out of nowhere, he pulls out this move where, Incredible. but, and you know, I was like, rewind, all right, slow it down. Mm. He knew what he wanted to do. He It wasn't like by accident. It wasn't, you know, he's drawing for the arm um, on Borg's way. Like, 
he throws Borg up. As Borg's coming down, he's already got the arm in his in his grip, ready to like. Uh, and to me, that was just like, how the fuck did you practice that? You got everyone now trying to do it. You some know what I mean? Like, shit. yeah, that mm-hmm. is beyond Matrix shit. That's mm-hmm. some Inception shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man, we're years away from yeah. Matrix now. We got to upgrade it to that was some Inception. I'll like, give that. Yeah, I'll give you that Inception. And what yeah. I love about. Um, Demetrius, he he won. He was winning the fight. He didn't mm. even have to do all that. He could have easily just, I right, just carry on doing what I'm doing. Pat, pat, this, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. and and win. But he was like, oh, okay, that sounds like the end of the round's about to come. Let me quickly try and get this armbar. Bam, bam. Thank you very much. Like UFC could really push this guy. How they've got Engano doing all these heavy punches and blah blah blah. Yeah, they could have. Okay, let's show the dynamic of of. Um, of a guy like Demetrius Johnson, like his his speed, you know, True. his kicks. Yeah. You come on, man. You could even do videos on, you know, when he used to win and then he'd do that triple spin thing that he does, a spin kick, bam, mm-hmm. bam, bam. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's so much oh, let's measure this, that of him, but they don't bother. And to me, it's such a waste because him being a small guy means you're gonna get you can get smaller people into it, younger people into it, yeah, as well because that's someone they could follow. Like, okay, this guy's more or less the same height as me, or a little bit taller than me. Yeah, surely I can do some of the stuff he's doing as a mixed martial artist. But to be fair, I mean, marketing is a two-way thing. I really and truly believe this. I believe it's a two-way process. Not only should the promotion be pushing you, but you should be pushing yourself. Which kind of neatly segues into one prediction for 2018, yeah, the last shit. envelope that I have That's to the one I here, with, boy. And that is, I'm going with Daily versus Page. Nowhere <laughs> on this planet Earth will you find two fighters capable of outstripping, of outsmarting, of basically outpromoting the promotion that they are working with. And that is, they are Bellator employees, but I think that they'll do a good job just on their own. Daily versus Page is my prediction for 2018 that will go down. It will go down in the summer. It'll You've go down been advocating for this. It, black on black violence. Yeah. Hashtag throw yeah, that up there. I'm, 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 on, I'm on this. I'm on this. <laughs> Mugabe step, step down. <laughs> I've taken up the mantle. <laughs> I've taken up the mantle. Uh, but Daily versus Page, one, it has to happen in my mind. Two, I just feel that the build-up to that fight will be absolutely incredible. But three, really and truly, there is genuine beef there, which I feel will be settled come fight night. Mm. There is going to be a victor. There's obviously going to be a loser. But I feel it will be settled in the cage. I see Daily versus Page going down in the summer, summer of next year. See when you, you heard it, it like, here when from Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Yes, Nostradamus. When I hear you talk like that, that's when I'm like, okay, Mike's heard some shit that <laughs> we ain't. You know what I mean? This guy gets all the inside info. He don't tell no one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what ring, you know what I mean? What, what WhatsApp um, group I got to get involved in to find out <laughs> this info. But yeah, I, I, it's more likely going to happen. Now you say it like that, okay, I see it probably happening. I really struggled with this one myself in terms mm. of um, predictions for 218 because there's so much going on now. Mm. And um, do you know what I mean? It's a case of like stepping outside and thinking, okay, who looks like they're going to do what or, you know what I mean, who's going to end up where. And I really couldn't think, but I reckon my prediction for 218 probably going to be something like, um, ah, it's a hard one, man. 
I think, um, if anything, all right, let's go with something like, I think CM Punk mm. is going to end up on something like looking for a fight or um, what's the other thing? The Tuesday Night Contender series. Dana, I don't Dana think... White's, uh, yeah. Tuesday Night Fights, whatever it's called. Yeah, I, don't, I feel like they're not going to risk him just jumping in the octagon again. Oh, wow. Okay. For nothing. I feel like they, they look like, look, you need to build up a bit. Because he's going to go in as an 0-1 fighter. And it's just like, what's the point in this? You know, people are going to be like, this is, you've already shown us the joke before. Like, you're really <laughs> going to make it even more. You know, uh, it's kind of, it's tarnishing their, their status brand. of um, being like, you know, just straight elite fighters. Yeah. I don't think you could say that anymore. Mm. You know, like seven years ago, maybe six years ago, maybe. But I think once they started like bringing in fighters that had lower um, records, you know, so you've seen that uh, it's quite, it's almost becoming normal now to see yeah. a four and one fighter or, you know, and it might be because of obviously bringing in some of Connor's crew, you know, um, starting doing stuff like the, the tough where they've, they've brought in even fresher fighters, you know, some of these like two and O fighters and whatnot. Yeah. Like, look now we, they've got a flyweight champion. Who's what? She's four and two or something like that, or four and one or four mm, and two. Mm, that's mm. kind of weird to say that's a UFC champion, you know? Or it would have been five, six, seven years ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like, and it, it seems like they, they don't, you know, when you get asked the question, when they get asked the question about CM Punk, Dana doesn't really know how to, yeah, we're going to talk. Uh, he's still signed to them. So maybe they might be like, look, man, let's get you some cans. Mm. Let's get the can. Yeah. <laughs> some mini cans or something. I don't know. Try and just make it look a bit more like this guy's worth Pay, paying per view, you know, paying pay per view for, and uh, from there, so I'll go with that. I reckon CM Punk's gonna end up on one of these smaller sort of um, Dana, my this is my project fights, and then we might see him again in the UFC 219, 20, 2019. Sorry, nice. Well, we haven't got that long to find out whether our predictions are actually gonna be true <laughs> as 2018 is fast approaching. You know I'm a big CM Punk fan, so I had to drop that one. <laughs> it's a pleasure to welcome to the Wocast this week's incredible guest, Dominic Black Panther Wooding. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for having me on. What is going on, bruv? All good, all good, all good, all man, best. You're uh, you're quite an exciting fighter, man. You got yeah. people talking already. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got a chance to watch your um your last Obama fight. Yeah. And um. You know, the obvious thing about that is like uh, when you've got to face, you know, some form of adversity, when people yeah. see that, okay, this looks like it might be the end here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then obviously to see like you coming back mm -hmm. um, off of something like that. What is the feeling like, you know, because to be honest, you didn't look like you felt like you were in trouble. You didn't, You couldn't see it on your face, you know? But uh, at the same time, it looked, it looked like, okay, wow, the tables are turned. And then when you when it turns around and then bam, I don't know whether you knew that was going to be the knockout punch or not, but <laughs> what does it feel like after when you've gone? I always wonder, like, what are you like? Whoo, that could have gone <laughs> upside down or what? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, yeah, you know, I I I I had a lot of people's hearts palpitating, yeah, man. Yeah, that yeah. second round, imagine. you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man. Like the way the fight went was perfect for me in terms of like um getting that experience of being in the trenches and obviously coming back like that. 
Um, but yeah, like obviously, I've 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 moved up to bantamweight, okay. and um, yeah, because they said that you you were cutting a lot to get down. Yeah, yeah, I was cutting a lot to get down to flyweight. Mm. If if I was at flyweight and the fight went like that, I probably would have lost, man. Due to, due to the weight cut and me just being able to, to to come out of the third round like that yeah and um yeah man at bantamweight i felt i felt great like going into the third round after the second round i felt like i got my second wind all right so then with the set with, the, with, the, with the, the way the second round happened like when he when 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 he had me when he had me on my uh, when he had my back and stuff like that i kind of like i don't know what it was i just felt like let me just give him this let me just give him this round like obviously it wasn't my intention to give him the round but obviously, I just, I don't know, it was just it was just a weird thing. Like, I just felt like, let me just give him this round. Third round, I'm going to come out. And I know I'm going to I'm gonna hurt this guy. Is it a semi-sort of calculated thing where you're thinking, okay, this guy's been on top of me for this amount of time. Yeah. I'm going to, if I'm going to try and get out, it's yeah. a lot of energy being used. Exactly. That yeah, wasted. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, um. Like for example, like the first round mm. of, the, of, that, of that fight, he caught me with a good jab uh. to my eye. And like I've seen like f four, five, six of him. Serious. Yeah. So then I had to switch up the game plan a bit and go for takedowns. Yeah. So I can regather myself. Oh. And then going into the second round, um, I got another takedown again because I was still seeing, I was yeah. still having like blurry vision, like I couldn't see him properly. And then after, and then after he came back on top on the second, yeah. uh, the second round, for like the more than half, of the, more than half of the second yeah. round, and then um. Yeah, he, he obviously took my back. And obviously, as he had my back, I was reminiscing of the Andy Young fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I was like, no way. This guy this guy is <laughs> not getting my neck. Listen, he can, he can have the body lock. You can have the body lock, but you are not getting my neck. Like, because mm. when he had my back, I was right. We were right near his corner. Mm. So then he's trying to go for the rear naked choke. And then at one point, he had it, he had it in quite deep. Yeah. At one point. And then after I can hear he's I can hear John Kavanagh saying to him, let go of the let go of um trying to force for the uh Ray Naked choke, okay. hit him with some shots to soften him up, yeah. then get the neck. So when I heard John say that, I, in my mind I was like, Yes. Ah. And then and then he I think he got the body lock and after I was like, Listen, I was like in my head, listen, you can have the body lock, but you ain't getting my neck. And after I think there was like forty seconds left of that yeah. second round, and after um yeah, he had that body lock, and after he got into full mount, I think like the last twenty seconds, and then it started raining elbows on me. But I was dodging a few of his shots, but he caught me with a few. And then after that, after that round, after that round, I ran back to my corner. And after uh, Brad was just like to me, Brad and Marcus was like to me, like you got to finish him this round. You got to finish him round. And funny enough, that in between that round, yeah. they uh, Paddy, John, and his other corner. They thought I was done. Yeah. So Paddy was looking at us, smiling like, like I'm done. Yeah, yeah. After uh, Brad, Brad's looking at Paddy like, laughing back at him like we ain't finished, like we ain't uh, done yet. Okay. And then after the third round, I felt fresh, like I, I felt fresh, like like it was the first round. I've, that's what I said. You like got, I like think a second win. I got my second win. I still had popping my shots. Like he tried, to, he tried to get me down. I sprawled that. I sprawled, sprawled his takedown, uh, takedown attempt and then just like putting him. And after that, I thought, that's where you got that knee as well, was it? In the third round? Was it? The nah, it was, it was it was the, which one? The one against the cage? 
Yeah. No, that was the Where first round. It. That was the that was the first oh, round. The yeah, first the first round. round. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. The first round, the first round, I caught him with a nice clean body shot. Mm. That uh, was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then after shot. he went back, he went. Ugh. After I ran up to him with a flying knee, mm. thinking that I was going to finish him, but obviously, looking back at that, fo- looking back at that moment, I wish I didn't rush like that. Um, Do you think that what might have been what kind of made you all of a sudden you were like, all right, let me just chill for a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was he, he he was a durable kid, man. Yeah. He Blaine Blaine's durable. Man. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's a durable kid, man. <laughs> you know, Mike likes the old beef. Now we're looking at. <laughs> Uh, it was the defeat of Blaine O'Driscoll, yeah. an SBG fighter. Yeah. SBG are kind of renowned for actually fighting on two fronts, both the psychological uh, front and the physical front. Yeah. Was there any kind of like psyching out uh, either by Blaine or any of his um, any of his SBG cohorts before the fight? Because I can imagine in the lead up mm. that uh, that psychological aspect might have played a part. And uh, were there anybody was there anybody in particular who um, well mm. kind of like took it to you on a psycho- psychological level? What, to get ready for that fight? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking that it may, may have been some like behind the scenes uh, mm. antics, possibly in the in the lead up to the fight, either from Blaine himself or even maybe his teammate Dylan Took. Um, like, like for that fight, like it, it, it was just like for so obviously like getting ready for that fight. Obviously, it was like one of my tough, well, I think the toughest camp of my career, like. Because obviously I'm, I was, I came, came, I'm coming, I was coming from a loss. Mm-hmm. So obviously everyone wanted, everyone wants to see how I'm gonna do now. How I'm gonna adjust certain things and stuff like that, like uh, uh, skill wise, mentally and stuff like that. So um, yeah, like I went through a lot leading up to that fight. But in terms of like the psychological aspect of the fight, like go, like when I was in there, like I was just, I was just myself, man, like. Just because he was just because he was from SBG, don't it don't mean anything because yeah. obviously Conor McGregor's there. There's only one Conor McGregor. There can't be hundred Conor McGregors in one gym. You know what I'm saying? And um, so it was, like in there, it was just a normal fight, man. Just just went in there like it was a normal fight. Like I didn't I didn't care if I was fighting in his hometown or if he was from SBG. That that don't mean anything. That that don't mean anything to me, man. Because once we're in there, it's, it's a neutral ground. It's a neutral ground. I mean, speaking of neutral ground, yeah. you do have a habit, though, of actually yeah. going into enemy territory. This is the <laughs> second time you've actually gone into... Yeah, back you know, to back. Exactly. Yeah. Now, is there is there something that gets you fired up about that? Is there something that kind of, like, motivates you? Is there an extra kind of, like, added push because you are actually going into um, badlands, as it were? Um, In terms of, like, going to, like, enemy territory, I don't mind that, man. Like, like you could boo, cheer me, you could put a million crowd uh millionaire fans that are against me i'll i'll eat it up in it and i'll embrace i'll embrace the whole the whole situation man like um going into enemy territory there's no pressure on me so i like it. even even when i'm fighting at home there's no pressure like i can have 100 200 people come to watch me there's, there's no pressure like like i said it's a neutral ground in there it's a neutral ground when you're in it because your 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 fans and supporters they can't fight for you so it's nothing to me, man. I I I embrace it all, booze or cheers. I embrace and it all. You obviously got uh, an up close and personal uh, view of the whole Conor McGregor 
debacle when he rushed the cage. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just interested uh, in your in your whole viewpoint and from your perspective what you saw. I mean, like like I say, you know, I I guess at this point now it's kind of like old news, but I'm yeah. just interested because you were actually cage side. You actually saw the whole thing. I'm just yeah. interested in you know what you saw and how it actually unfolded for you and whether you thought that you know basically um, that there, there was a perspective that we all missed watching it on television. Um. Do you know what it was like? Obviously, like me and my team, we were just all sitting there because obviously the Bellator was before, uh, the, the, uh, before the Bama card. So obviously we're 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 there just watching the fight. So obviously Charlie Ward is fighting John Redmond, and then um, uh, Charlie Ward, I think he he he, uh, he KOs John Redmond, and then Connor just jumps in. After I'm like, okay, he, all right, he jumps in. That's it. And then after when he calls the whole commotion and stuff like. It kind of pissed me off because like he like he, he ruined like obviously that's right before my fight as well like he just ruined the energy in the whole arena like and um yeah you know yeah, yeah he he ruined the whole energy because it just he made that like, when he did that he made it look like um you know you know when you go you know when you go to the you know when you go to them old school boxing or MMA events and then everyone's just all rowdy and just everyone's just all over the place. He made it look like that. That's what really pissed me off. No holds barred type. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And that's what that's what pissed me off. But obviously Connor's Connor in it. He could he could do what he wants in it. Like um that's 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 my view on it. Like it 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 was what it was, innit? It was what it was. Connor's 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 Connor. You gotta blame the media for that, innit, Mike? <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with us uh, media. I have to say, I mean, just just on a on a tangible and um, just on a, off on a tangent, I noticed that Orcona had uh, the uh, Dolce and Gabbana um, uh, bear skin. It looked like bear skin, yeah. or even panther skin yeah. uh, hoodie on. Weren't you kind of tempted to kind of like compare? Any uh, any notes in terms of like uh, attire and uh, or maybe kind of like wrestle him to the ground and take it off? Listen, him. he listen. Connor should have gave gay gay. Listen, he should have gave me that Dolce & Gabbana Black Panther coat. He ain't he ain't no Black Panther. I'm the real Black Panther. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, listen, I will tell you what. It was it was a nice it was a nice it was a nice jacket. It was a really it was a really nice jacket, man. Um, but yeah, man, he should have gave that to me. How did you come <laughs> up with the Black Panther nickname? Was that was it from the um the Marvel? character or from Huey Newton no funny enough I don't even really follow like the all that Marvel and nah. all the Marvel comics and stuff like that but I do want to watch the movie though yeah. um, but um, <laughs> the way the um, nickname came about was some years back um, at my old gym um, an old teammate of mine uh, gave it to me due to like my agility my balance and my takedown yeah. defence like he was like oh you're like a cat we should we should give you a nick- nickname a, a cat, but we can't call you a cat, so we have to we have to name it something else. But the Black Panther. After I was like, yeah, yeah I mess with that. I mess with that. Man, give yeah. me that. I'll take that. I'll take that. And after I've had that um, nickname for for some for a few years now. You know, now the movie when the movie come out, people are gonna be like, well, you kind of do look like Black Panther. Listen, they should have got me. They should have got me to cast <laughs> on that film, man. It's true though. <laughs> oh, they did a great job on that, man. <laughs> Talk about your background in terms of um, your style because that yeah. is one thing that I noticed is you, you got, I mean, in that fight, I didn't get to see a lot of it, obviously, yeah. because of yeah. him trying to nullify your movement, yeah. though, yeah, and yeah. your in terms of your boxing and yeah, striking, yeah. Yeah. it was yeah. quite up there. So what yeah. what inspired you to get involved in martial arts? Was you, were you in taekwondo? Was nah, it? Funny enough, it's, 
this is a funny story. This was like, obviously before I got into MMA, mm. I was at a friend's house, a friend's house when I was, this was when I was like in secondary school, like I think I was like in year seven. Mm. I was at a friend's house and he had like the UFC game on the, on the PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. you, you know, um, when the UFC 2009 came out, Undisputed. Yeah. yeah, he had that. And after <laughs> when we were in, me and my friends went over to his house and we were playing, we were playing it. And then I was like, this game is sick. Like this, mm. this, this looks like a sick sport. I, I want to try this. I want to try this. And then after, like a friend of mine sent me like videos of like Anderson Silver highlights. I was like, "Rah, this guy's like Matrix." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like of his old school cage rage fights, yeah. going into his um Pride fights and UFC fights. Mm. I was like, oh, "I'd love to do this." And then after a friend of uh, a good friend of mine was doing um traditional jujitsu at the time, the Japanese version, yeah. the original uh, version of jujitsu. Yeah. So obviously he got me to join that because that's that's the first martial art I started. Uh, Tradi- the traditional jiu-jitsu mm. and then um and then a year later we started me and him started doing um thai boxing we did that for about a year a year and a bit and then after and after we came down here to titan after we came down here started doing mma and for for a little bit and after we went back to thai boxing and then after and after i came back and after we we came back mm. and then um so we came back back in 2012 because we first, I first started doing a little bit of MMA training to near the ending of 2011, and after I, wow. I went back to Thai boxing, after I came back uh, early 2012 to start my training, and then yeah. that's when I had my first amateur fight later on that year. But yeah, man. Like, oh right. I got, so I got into MMA through playing the PlayStation playing game, the PlayStation man. PlayStation game. Wow. So Funny, everyone cussing out the game, saying it ain't shit. But look how many fighters. Is, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's amazing, that? man. Exactly, exactly. And from there, it's all. It's all history from there, isn't it? So what made you want to have that particular style that you have then, like, in terms of the movement and stuff? Like I said, like, my like my friend sent me, like, Anderson wow, Silva okay. videos after I was like, I want to fight like this guy. Yeah. This guy is sick, like, Matrix. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, Neo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I just used to watch a lot of Anderson Silva. I used to try and emulate his style and stuff like that. Mm. And that's how, because with me, in terms of, like, the striking, I'm a I'm a look see look see do type guy. So like I'll like in terms of like the striking department, like I'll look at something, I'll see a striker do something, and after I'll be like, mm, I'm gonna try that at the gym. Mm. Like it's with me, like with my striking, it's not like I have to practice like hours hours okay, upon so hours to to try and learner. do a certain yeah. In terms of the striking side of things, like I'm I'm a look see do type fighter in terms of like the striking department. Mm. Like I can see something. And I'll be able to do it, like learn it quick. Mm. Yeah. So who out there do you, in terms of, so you've seen Anderson Silva, obviously, mm. but now we're getting a lot more sort of younger mm. um, mixed martial artists that yeah. are coming out with styles where it's like, whoa, that yeah, is some. Obviously, like guys like Conor McGregor's on, when he came burst through the scene in the UFC, obviously he created a pattern for, he created a pattern for a lot of guys. What was it? Because a lot of people talk about that as well, but I'm interested in what, it, you know, because we see him, he sort of starts off with the spinning kicks and mm. stuff like that. But what did you see that made you think like, right, this guy's... Just the way like, the, the way like he, the, the way like he uses range, he, the way he throws his shots, like he's very precise and very clean and silky. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. And obviously he, when he burst onto the UFC, he was, he was a guy I was looking at a lot in terms because he's a southpaw, I'm a southpaw. So um, and he was in yeah he he was clean man, Chris man. So obviously I took I I take I I took a lot 
from Connor's game as well, as well as Anderson Silva and as well as others as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just mix it up, man. As well as well as, as well as boxers as well. I follow a lot of boxing. I love boxing. I love the all time greats. I like guys like old guys like Roy Jones Jr., Pernell Whitaker, guys like that, man. You know what I'm saying? And um yeah, I'll just look at those type of fighters. Michael Nunn, Michael Nunn as well. I don't know if you know him. Old school boxer. He's, he he was really good as well. Southpaw. He's all South Southpaw guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just not just MMA fighters, boxers as well, and kickboxers and stuff like that. I just take I just take what I can get. Yeah. And in terms of your MMA journey, I know you came yeah. into the scene as a flyweight. Yeah. Um, you had a well. I've been following you since the Warrior Fight series days. Yeah. yeah. You had a pretty meteoric rise in that yeah. you were unbeaten when you came into Bama. Yeah. And you came into a title clash. Yeah, yeah. Now, Bama seemed to have a habit of doing this. And mm. um, you tell me from your perspective if you think it's right or wrong, but given your stature in the sport and given um, how new you were, first mm. of all, to the professional division, mm. do you think it was too much too soon considering you went in against a top-ranked opponent? I mean, we're talking Andy Taz Young, yeah, one of the yeah. best, yeah. Um, well, in Europe, in that division. Mm. Like for example, like Andy Young is a he's a he's a real, well respected guy. I respect him as a fighter. Um, because when I signed to Bama, I was originally meant to fight Ryan Curtis, right, for the um um for the Lonsdale British title at the time. So I was meant to fight him, and then he pulled out, and then we were going to reschedule the fight again, and then he pulled out again. So then obviously I got really frustrated. So. I had talks with my manager saying who they're gonna get me next. So I was getting frustrated. I was just I was just on the sidelines. I, I I was already signed to Bama, but I was just on the sidelines. So I was just like, I don't know when I'm gonna fight. So listen, um Andy Young just fought Rani Sade. And Andy Young wanted a rematch. Obviously Rani Sade went running somewhere else, I don't know where, but obviously he didn't want to re rematch Andy Young. So I thought to myself, listen, if Ryan Curtis is not gonna take this fight, let me just call out Andy Young. And it being too soon, um, I don't think it was too soon, man. Like, if you watch that fight back, I was winning that fight up until up until the uh, third round. Up until the third round. Like, if I fought the same way I fought against Blaine, against Andy, I definitely would have beat him. You would have destroyed him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I give you 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Because um, you came in, again, you know, going back to your journey you came into Bama yeah with sort of this how can I put it um the lack of opponents who were coming forward stepping forward to fight you was frustrating mm, so I can yeah. understand why you'd go for first of all somebody of his caliber who would actually accept the fight yeah um but looking forward now surely there's more um opponents who float your boat and I'm just gonna yeah. play matchmaker ever yeah. since slightly and put some opponents yeah. to you go on. um <laughs> first up I know he's recently signed to ACB, but yeah. what do you think of a matchup possibly down the line with Alan Philpot? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. These these are the top guys in the division. Hundred mm. percent. I'll be down to Vime. Like, um, if he wasn't, if he didn't sign to ACB, yeah, and with me, uh, um, coming off the win against Blaine, he was up there. He was up there for me to fight because, in my opinion, Blaine, if Blaine beat me, yeah, he was gonna definitely go for a title shot. So obviously if if um Philpot was still there mm. and coming off the win against Blaine, then obviously 
that's that's a fight to make. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I like I want to fight the top guys, man. I want to fight the top guys. Despite my record, I know I'm only four and one, but. And, I, and I'm a dangerous matchup for a lot of these guys, man. Yeah, and, and I know there's a little tie in there because yeah. um, with Andy Young just before his fight, mm. um, I know that Alan sort of reached out to you in a, in a how can I put it, maybe a playful way or maybe yeah, yeah, an antagonistic yeah. way yeah. to say that um, basically um, Andy Young was going to destroy you. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. sort of like a beef yeah. uh, history there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm guessing you'd want to settle that as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, listen, these are these are top guys in my division, and um, obviously they're 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 there to be fought to 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 be fought in it. So obviously, I'm open. Listen, I want to fight top guys, just like at flyweight when I fought Andy Young. He was going into his 19th fight. I was going into my fourth. I'm open, man. I'm open. I just want to fight the best. And again, again, just playing mm. uh, matchmaker, mm. Ed Arthur. How about a, a matchup with Ed Arthur? He's you know. On a sort of a hiatus right now, mm. hasn't haven't seen him in a in a long while. Mm. Um, it would be nice to come back to Bama. He was a Bama mainstay. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. about in Ed London, Arthur. Ed Arthur versus the Panther? Listen, I like Ed Arthur. We 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 spoke in the past. I like I like him. I respect him as a fighter as well. But obviously, he's one of the top guys. Listen, at the end of the day, it's business. You got if if you wanna if you wanna get to the pinnacle pinnacle of sport, you gotta be fighting top guys in your in your domestics in the domestic scene. Take on to shows like UFC and stuff like that. So obviously, I'm open. I'm open, man. Like although I respect him, I'm open. I'm open. Now I know he's he's literally um, well, he's been on the scene for a while, but mm. uh, hasn't I I, I guess. Um, been lucky of late in terms of his matchups and mm. in terms of his fights but mm. the one I'd really like to see I know mm. he's actually signed to Cage Warriors right yeah. now but yeah. um, the one I'd I'd really like to see would be Vaughn Lee versus yeah, yeah, the Panther yeah, 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 now yeah. that would be my yeah, final yeah. Um, you know uh, push in yeah. terms of a matchup yeah. that's the one I'd like to see on um, Bama London how about Vaughn Lee versus the Panther well it depends innit because he, he, he signed to Cage Warriors innit mm. but, um, mm. my teammate Nathaniel beat him um Definitely, listen. It's a, it's a definitely a good win to get to, to beat a UFC vet. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, these are the top guys. Yeah. In a in a in a, in these are the top guys in the domestic scene in in this division. So obviously, look, like I said, I'm open. Listen, I said I want to fight top guys. That's it, man. But well, do they want to fight me? That's the question. Yeah. Do they want to fight me? And I know this name hasn't been um, banded around for a while, but mm. Sugdens, I know, had a back and forth with you. And I just wondered, how is that whole Sugden situation? It, it seems to have gone really, really quiet. Are they still bubbling around in the background? Is that something, you know, that you'd like to see happen? Who's that? Um, Regis. Regis. I, to be honest, um, I don't know too much, man, because obviously he's been off for quite a long time now. So I'm not sure if he's still going to be a bantamweight. He might move up to featherweight, probably. So Regis Sugden. That's also that's that fights fireworks as well, man. Striker versus striker. A lot of people would like to see that, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm open. I'm open. I'm open to fight these guys, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like the cool thing is that you, you don't sound like you you know, because a lot of people sometimes it's like when they they you know, you, you wanna build up your um Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your your ranking, obviously, yeah. but the rack up as many wins as you can. Mm. So a lot of people sometimes it feels like they're their managers will be like, yeah, just get him to beat up a few cans so he's like yeah, 11 yeah, and 1 yeah, or 11 yeah, and 0 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 
exactly. Bike. See, I'm not. I'm not like that. I like, like I said, I like to challenge myself. I, mm. I, like I said, listen, I was. I fought Andy Young going into my third fight. I was three and zero at the time going into. Like, he was nineteen fights deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, like pff, I'm open. I'm open. Look, look, I'm. I'm here to challenge myself. That's, that's what this whole game's about. Yeah, yeah. You want to fight the best to be the best. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And obviously having that confidence to feel like, yeah, I can beat that. Exactly, dude. exactly. So when exactly. you, you know, like, so you you were three and zero, and then facing Andy Young. Yeah. You know, and then you have this loss. Before that, did you have that? Were you, you know, because what I've been looking at lately, obviously with um, losses like for Yo Joanna and JJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like people that are like have a clean. Record, mm, mm. so like you're three and zero. Oh. Mm. Did you, did you, you know, like deep down, did you feel like, yeah, I don't want to ever be, I want to have an undefeated record nah. or whatever, nah, or nah, did nah. you understand, like, look, I could, so say the other person that I was thinking about was, uh, what's his name, that fought Alvarez just now, Gagey, Justin, uh, Justin Gagey. Gagey. He yeah. also had a clean record as well, yeah, 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 but yeah. his attitude was pretty cool because he came in saying, look, I might get knocked out. This mm. that might happen. Like understanding, mm. like yeah, I could mm. lose, but not making a thing of it. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. him getting that loss was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. there anything, any kind of pressure in terms of a uh, that's relieved once you've had a loss? You're like, okay, look, I ain't got a clean record. Now I, I feel more free in a way. Or were you not even thinking on that sort um, of mindset? Obviously, when you're undefeated, you're more of uh, how can I say? You're you're more hot property in it. Mm. You're more property when you're when you got undefeated. But obviously, once you lose, you there's a sense of like relief, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously, there's 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 no pressure in like keeping your zero intact. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But um, like me personally, going like me personally, like getting that loss didn't affect me anyway. Because obviously, I went in there fought a 19 fight vet. Mm. That's only gonna do me good in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's only gonna do me good in the long run. Like obviously, I didn't, I, I didn't think, or uh, yeah, I didn't think like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be undefeated in in the pro ranks. Nah, mm -hmm. I didn't think that. I knew, I knew somewhere down the line, you're gonna I'm face gonna get a loss because I got, I need, to, I, I need to elevate my game in it. That's that's how you're gonna elevate your game. You know what I'm saying? That's how you're gonna elevate. And um, yeah, man, like, no, nah, it didn't really affect, the loss. Didn't really like. Obviously. I didn't want to lose, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, it affected me, like, I lost. Obviously, I was upset about that, but mm. in the long run, it's only going to do me good. Mm. It's only going to do me good. Even, like, for example, this last fight, I feel like I, I went to the trenches in this last fight. I had to dig <laughs> yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. I feel like it's going to do me good in the long run for future fights, you know what I'm saying? So from something like that, because a lot of people talk about you don't, um, you don't lose, you learn. What was yeah. the biggest thing you learned then from that loss? Because mm. this is what I'm trying to get at as well, is like once you've come from a loss mm. and then now, to me, it's already brave enough that you're like, fuck it, I'm going to fight someone else now. Fight yeah, again yeah, 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 After yeah, yeah. that, is, would you say that there was something different about your the way of thought, you know, approaching the cage Going, after this loss? Well, after the... Uh, so your next fight, when, yeah. you, when you fought uh, Blaine... Oh right, yeah, yeah. Did you was did you feel elevated in some way because you've learnt from this loss, or did you feel a little bit like, oh shit, I don't want that to happen again? You know, no, what I, mean? I felt elevated. I felt elevated. Like I said, like leading up to that Blaine fight, I went through a lot, like mentally and physically, and um, I knew that was gonna help me going into this, going into. 
going into this fight because Blaine he's a good guy he fights with a high pace he doesn't really get tired so obviously I was I was getting people were putting it on me on in in, in sparring that's what I needed like obviously like for example in sparring you ain't gonna get your best days obviously like um I went through a lot especially like in terms of like sparring and stuff like to get ready for Blaine because Blaine Blaine he fights with a quick pace man he's very fast pace he, he He's got a very good engine. He don't stop. He don't stop. But I just knew, I just knew like my style was gonna be able to like make him adjust his style. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of, like because the other guys that he's fought are not the same caliber as me. So I knew, I knew, I knew um, he was gonna fight a little bit different. Because of my style, because the way I fight. So, um, yeah, man, like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind just touching on um, Bam and your relationship mm. with the rest of the roster because yeah. one of the things which is a hot topic at the moment on mm. social media is the fact that they seem, this is what it appears, yeah. that they're giving a lot of um, press, giving a lot of um, limelight to yeah. Aaron Chalmers. Yeah. And in my humble opinion, rightly mm. so, because it's Aaron Chalmers who's putting bums on seats right now. What's your mm. whole take on that? I mean, what do you, how do you feel about the limelight just falling on one person? Do you think there's any longevity in, in actually, you know, well, promoting just one individual. Well, obviously, because he comes from Geordie uh, Shaw, in it, so obviously he's yeah. gonna he's gonna get a lot of attention. Yeah, he's gonna, of course, man, he's gonna get a lot of attention. He got he's got a lot of followers, man. Was he now two and zero? Was Was he? Yeah, two yeah, two and zero. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, you gotta give it to him, man. Like, he's, not a lot of people will step into the cage or ring mm. to fight. So Definitely. you gotta give it to him, like. He's doing his thing in it. That's all I can say. He's doing his thing. He's putting bums on seats. He's selling tickets and that. He's bringing more public viewers to watch Bama, even people that don't even watch MMA yeah, or boxing. Exactly. So, um, listen, he's doing his thing. Like obviously, he's he's cutting in line with some of the other guys and some of the. Uh, I can understand people being frustrated about that, but he's in his own lane. I'm in my own lane. Mm. All I can say, he's doing his thing, isn't it? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not affected by that. That's not affecting it's me. It's not like he's just started. Like he's, they're not CM Punk in the game, isn't it? They're not really, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like exactly. He has been training for. Yeah, a while, exactly, exactly. He's not, he's not CM Punk. It's because CM Punk was fresh. Like I heard that um, Aaron Chalmers, he did a bit of Thai boxing. I think mm. was it. Yeah, Thai boxing, and um, obviously f through his last fight, you can see he's, he's got, ve he's got, he's got venom in his shots, isn't it? Mm. He's got venom in his shots. Like, like, I, like, like, all I can say, he's doing his thing, isn't it? He's mm. doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. He's in his own lane. I'm in my own lane. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know what what all the fuss is about. Other people complain about him and stuff. He's yeah. he's doing his thing. Like, obviously, everyone knows this is business at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. He's bringing money. He's bringing a lot of money to the table. So. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, I guess that's the big part about it is that Bama know like, okay, this is probably the most known guy exactly. we have on the roster. Exactly. How are we exactly. going to capitalize? Exactly. So on obviously, it? so obviously they're gonna, they're going to build him up as well. Of course, man. Yeah. Well, just to wrap things up, mm. it's kind of exciting that Bama have already um, one uh, cemented a fantastic deal with ITV4, but yeah. two, they are now setting out their roadmap for 2018 and i'm mm. guessing considering that it will be a london card yeah, yeah. um come the first quarter of yeah. next year that you'll be featuring on it yeah have you got an exclusive for old old, old mike <laughs> and old my diggy here in terms of who you will be facing because i'm guessing um that 
you are waiting either for that opponent to sign or you have got some names on the horizon which you're considering. Come on, you can break it on the Wokecast exclusively here. Bama won't be pissed. Mm. Give us an early Christmas I don't know, present. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Listen, all I can say is I'm intrigued who they're going to get me. I can't say nothing too much, man. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Are there some names on the table, though? Yes or no? That's, that's... <laughs> of the names that I've given you, obviously there are some obvious ones. Like some of them are already signed to other organisations. Yeah, but yeah. There, are there some names on the table that um, I was warm in terms of when I mentioned them? Because I was trying to read your body movement and your body, yeah, yeah, body language yeah, yeah, and it was getting nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting nothing. Yeah. That's why I threw it out there. Yeah. But are there some names that I put forward already that um, either intrigue you, that uh, interest you, or uh, have been put on the table? The body language I can see is, I don't know if I should be <laughs> talking about this right now. Listen. I'm seeing the Panther I'll, fans. Hey, listen, just... I'll leave that as a question mark, man. Listen, <laughs> listen I don't know who they're going to get me, man. I don't know who they're going to get me. I don't know, man. Like, I'm fresh as a bantamweight. I don't know who they're going to get me. If I was at flyweight, I'll be able to I'll be able to tell you who I'll be fighting next. I'll be able to call out who I want to fight next. But in terms of like 135, I don't know, man. I'm intrigued. All right, so I'm intrigued. <laughs> You're trying to get out of me. <laughs> we're, we're very intrigued. Right? How do you think we feel? We're trying to find out. Okay, so in terms of next year, what, what's um? have you got any goals set in, in stone that you're like, right, this has to happen, that has to happen, that you can share? Uh, What, in terms of like being with Bama? 2018. No, if, in terms of the Black Panther, in terms of you as a mixed martial artist and where you want, you know, this this career to be. Um, Obviously, uh, 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 I re-signed with Bama again. Mm. Um another 12 month contract and um i want to get that belt okay yeah i want i want to get that belt i want to get that. i had my first shot here obviously didn't didn't go to plan mm. i feel like second shot i'll get mm. 100% i'm nowhere near where i want to be right now you know what i'm saying this is just the beginning man like i'm not even started man yeah incredible yeah. you know i have to say it's kind of yeah. a privilege to see where you are now, having yeah. followed your journey from the start. And I yeah, think that yeah. we're going to be watching a lot more in 2018. Yeah, yeah for sure. Dominic Wooding, thank yeah. you very much for joining yeah. us on this week's episode of The Wordcast. It's been Definitely. fantastic to have you. Yeah. As I say, um, we're looking forward to seeing you in 2018, especially yeah. when Bama actually yeah, come yeah, back yeah. to yeah. London. For sure, for sure. Thank, thanks for having me on the show, man. Really appreciate it, man. Enjoy You're my very time. welcome. Yeah, sweet. Okay, so UFC 219 closes out this year as the 10-pole event. Yeah, surprisingly. Place, uh, on the 30th of December. Now, for me, um, okay, we could do the whole usual rundown of the card. We all know those listening who is going to be featuring the runners and riders. So I'm just going to go with the notables. Now, for me, there is only one notable on here, which I'm really keen to see. And that is... Dan Hooker versus Mark DeCasey. And it's only because I'm now somewhat of a Mark DeCasey fan. Now, um, I have to say, before Mark actually came to the UFC, mm. um, he and I had uh, an, an online run-in. And, it, okay, there was a, a little bit of a banter behind it, but there was an auto-seriousness of it. I'm well, really good friends. Yeah, with DeCasey. I'm really good friends with um, one of his previous opponents, um, Kane Musa. So we got into a little bit of a of, of a online tussle, but I have Ooh. subsequently been a massive fan. Not only uh, because he knocked out um, 
Kay Musa. But because of his skill set is just incredible. He is such a pleasure to watch. He is definitely a gifted athlete. Mm. But he closed my mouth. I remember at the time really, really saying that, you know, you are going to get destroyed when you get in there with, with Kane Musa. Well, that's how you were talking from behind. Yeah. Man, you <laughs> was flaming, flaming. Yeah. With Chuck D right there, boy. No wonder he was <laughs> coming back like, right, what's this flaming, flaming trying to tell me I'm going to lose? <laughs> but, but he has subsequently, I have to say, been on an incredible performance mm. run since going into or getting into the yeah, UFC. Man, Only scuppered well. by his last fight. But yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing him against Dan Hooker. I remember when the fight was uh, actually signed, no one knew about it, obviously, mm. uh, apart from Ducasey, and he went on Twitter and he said, yes, I've been waiting for this. So it's obviously something that he's getting him out of bed. Mm. It's obviously something that he's looking forward to. But I think that this is going to be Ducasey back to his winning ways because I see him really, really taking it to, especially coming off a loss now, he's got something to prove, really, really taking it to Dan Hooker. So mm. this is my one to watch. This is the one that I'm really looking forward to in terms of what UFC 219 has to offer. I like what you're what you're going with there as well, and I, especially like what we were talking about earlier with um with uh, the Black Panther in terms of a loss. You know, once you've got that O, once that O is gone, are you under less pressure now? And I think he probably be, will be. He never seemed like he was under pressure in terms mm. of like I think he had a good game face, so he never felt like you know, oh shoot, my O could go, my O could go. Yeah. He's just like ha- in there having fun, um, but uh, for sure. He seems like a determined character that wouldn't want to have two losses um, in a row. I also think that um, in terms of the travelling for Hooker, it's going to be harder. Um, you know, New Zealand and all that's quite a distance. So that might aid um, Mark as well mm. in terms of uh, the cardio aspect. Yeah. But that's the only side of him I worry about now because of his last fight that he did look like I think he travelled a bit as well for that one, though. Yeah, he did. Um, so, th- that, and that takes, like, I do a lot of travelling, man. People don't realise the toll it takes on your body uh, in terms of just travelling from A to B. You, you, It's not natural for us, you know? Even in a car, that's why people, you can get tired after a drive because we're not, we're just meant to be moving at walking or running pace. That's, yeah. that's the speed we know. But we're moving along this, this earth um, a lot quicker, so it can take... It's toll on you when you get to the other side. Mm. Even if it's a one or two hour plane journey, um, you know, you can feel it. And so in terms of how soon Hooker gets there and kind of readjust to that climate, that that time um, zone is what will probably uh, determine that, I think. But I, I'd, yeah, I think the case is probably going to get that. Um, the one that I'd say to look for, man, Condit versus Magni. Uh, been a Condit fan from a, a long time. His, his style, you know, if I was ever to jump in there um, with my old ass, that is his style that I'd probably go with because having a similar sort of body type. Yeah. And I also like Magni as well. He's a cardio machine. Um, he's not necessarily a knockout king, but I, I appreciate people that may not have that sort of power but still find a way to win. And um, with him, it usually is volume and, and just overworking his opponent. That fight worries me, though, because, you know, coming back in after such a long layoff, the last thing you want is someone who's going to drag you into deep waters, which is going to happen in that fight. I think Condit um, is going to be in for a rough night, in all honesty. You think so? Mm. I, I, th- I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I, th- I think he's kind of, you know, training in Albuquerque. Mm. You know, there's a lot of killers in that in that Jackson Wink. And... Um, 
I don't know. He's had time off before and and come back and looked pretty decent, like with Thiago uh, Albert. You know, and them elbows, man. Like I just love the way he made use of them elbows. You think it's a punch and then crack. Mm. You're like, ah, you missed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Shit, there goes my orbit. All <laughs> you know, that's a beautiful way to um to use them bows, man. So uh, yeah, that's one I'd say to look for. Obviously, there are others on there that um everybody's going to look out for, but this one's probably going to have me doing press ups. Uh, mid-rounds and that. <laughs> Incredible. Well, that about wraps up this episode yes. of the Wocast uh, for 2017, the last Wocast of 2017. Yeah, I man. Just want to, you know, thank you again, my Stiggy, for uh, helping me steward the ship this Good. year and basically uh, looking forward to 2018. Yes, man. Thanks More for having me on board, bro. Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there. Happy New Year Happy as well. New year. And to yourself, Mike's. And yourself. Don't go too crazy on the turkey, you know what I mean? <laughs> too late for that. I've already started the big fires. <laughs> Hilarious.